raise your hand if you love children's books. I know I sure do. Reading books together with my children is one of my favorite ways to connect with my kids. But keeping our children's books organized can sometimes be a challenge. Keep listening to learn how to creatively organize your children's books. Welcome to Episode 8 of the Family Bible Connection Podcast with Laurie Christine. Hey Mama, do you ever feel inadequate to teach your kids about God? Do they have questions about the Bible that you don't know how to answer? Do you want to have family devotions, but you're just not sure where to start? You are in the right place. Welcome to the Family Bible Connection, a community of moms who desperately need Jesus for every step of our parenting journey. We want our kids to know the Bible and grow in their love for God and others. We want to prepare our kids to go into the world as passionate followers of Jesus. I'm your host, Laurie Christine. Through devotional resources, family routines, and Bible study, I will teach you how to create a Christ-centered culture in your home. Now, you may be wondering, what do children's books have to do with the Family Bible Connection? Well, not only do we talk about ways your family can connect with the Bible, but we also talk about ways you can connect with your kids. Reading books together with my kids is one of my favorite ways to create connections with them. And the more connected my children feel with me, the more likely they are to listen to me and respect what I have to say about God and the Bible. We often snuggle up on the couch under a blanket and read everything from Bible stories to veggie tales to the cat in the hat to the magic treehouse to Harry Potter. Yes, that's right. I read Harry Potter with my boys. Some of you may love me more when you hear this, and some of you may never listen to this podcast again, but hey, that's okay. Um, And I will save this for another episode, but I'd be happy to tell you all the reasons why we love Harry Potter, but I'll save that for another episode. So books are such an amazing way to teach your kids about people and cultures that they've never experienced before. Books create an opportunity to step into someone else's shoes and imagine what life might be like for them. Books create empathy. They create connections. They give you inside jokes to tell as a family. Books help kids relate to the world around them. They are educational and most importantly, books are fun. I honestly believe, second only to loving your children and teaching them about Jesus, that reading to your kids is the most important thing you can do to give them the best chance at success in life. And for me, as long as my boys live under my roof, I will continue to read books to them, even when they're teenagers. When I read Go Dog Go with my littlest one, I can still hear my own mom's voice and intonation as she read to me when I was little. What is up there on top of that tree? A dog party, a big dog party. It is my desire that my boys will have many wonderful memories of reading books together as they grow up, and I hope that they pass on a similar passion to their own children someday. So what about you? Do you read with your kids? What are some of your favorite books to read together? With the fall and winter holidays coming up right around the corner, I wanted to talk a little bit about seasonal books. 
meaning books for specific holidays or seasons like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, winter, Valentine's Day, etc. Um, in order to make my children's book collection a little bit more manageable, I have divided up many of our books into seasons. At the beginning of each new season of the year, I bring up a new box of books from the basement to display on our bookshelf. And the boys always look forward to looking through the new season of books and and exclaim, oh, I remember this one from last year, or oh, mommy, is this a new book this year? So rather than allowing our seasonal books to just get lost on the shelf, this method is a great way to add a little bit of anticipation to the beginning of each changing season. There's comfort in recognizing some of the old favorites and assurance in knowing that this season and these books will be a constant part of my kids' childhood year after year. So without further ado, here are five easy steps to create your own collection of seasonal children's books. Step one is to purchase and label boxes. The first step is to find something to store your books in. When I was first starting my collection of seasonal children's books, I put all of my seasonal books in one box, but I soon found that I needed one box for each season, plus an additional box or two for Christmas. So I would recommend going to Walmart or Target and purchasing four or five plastic tubs. Mine are about 16 quarts each, but you could find a smaller one depending on how big your collection is. Um, And you can decide if you would like to include the Christmas books in your winter season box, or if you would just like a separate box for Christmas books. I have, oh goodness, probably over 50 books, Christmas books in my collection. So I decided that I needed a separate box for Christmas, that Christmas needed a season all its own. So then you can label your boxes accordingly, winter, spring, summer, fall, and Christmas. Now, in order to make life a little bit easier for you and a little prettier as well, I have created a set of box labels for you. And the set includes five four and a half inch printable labels, and there's one for each season plus Christmas. And you can download your free box labels in the show notes below, or you can go to familybibleconnection.com and just click on the link for this episode. This is episode eight. Okay, so step two, once you have your boxes, you have your storage and you have your labels. Step two is start with what you have. You might be overwhelmed at the thought of starting a new collection and bringing more stuff into your house, but you don't even have to do that. Um, Even if you don't purchase any additional books, I bet you already have the beginnings of a seasonal collection on your bookshelves right now. Go through your bookshelves and pull out any books that could fit under one of the following seasonal categories. And here are some ideas for you. And this is kind of how I have organized my seasonal books. So winter, let's start with winter. For winter, include any books that have to do with snow, snowmen, animals in the Arctic, polar bears, animals hibernating, animals getting ready for winter, sledding, snow activities, etc. And I also include winter holidays in this box, like Valentine's Day and even St. Patrick's Day, which is technically still winter. March 17th is technically still winter. Um, And any books about love or leprechauns or shamrocks could also go in this box as well. And then if you choose to include your Christmas books, you could also put your Christmas books in this winter box. So then for spring, I'm sure you can find books on your shelf about trees budding, flowers blooming, birds, bunnies, baby animals, gardening, planting vegetables, etc. 
Also, you could include books about Easter during this season, about um, the death and resurrection of Jesus, Palm Sunday, etc. And we also have books about Easter bunnies and Easter eggs too in our Easter and our spring box. So for summer, then you could include books about playing outside in the sun, swimming, going to the beach, camping, cookouts, fireworks, patriotic holidays such as Memorial Day, Flag Day, and Independence Day, which all happen to take place over the summer. You can look for books about bugs, fireflies, spiders, snakes, salamanders, and other critters that you see outdoors during the summer. And then for your autumn or fall box, you can include books about going back to school, apples, scarecrows, leaves, pumpkins, animals migrating, and then, of course, um, the fall holidays like Halloween and Thanksgiving. And then Christmas. Um, So like I said, you could include these in your winter collection or have a separate box, especially for Christmas. And I like to get out my Christmas books just for the month of December. And then I put them away and then I get out my winter books in January. So it's just something fun to look forward to after all the excitement of Christmas settles down. Um, it's just something new and different that I can get out in January. And then I have all my my snowman books and things like that. Now in your Christmas box include books about the biblical account of Jesus' birth, the shepherds and the wise men, as well as popular Christmas stories about elves, reindeer, Santa, etc. So one of my favorite things to do at Christmas is to gift wrap each book in my Christmas collection. And when I started doing this, I had one book for each day in December. But now, um, several many years later, I am up to two books per day. So I have over 50 Christmas books in my collection. So I wrap up two books for each day. And the kids get to open two books, and then we read them together as a family that day. Um, So they don't each get a book. I have four boys, but they they don't each get their own book. We just have two books, and they take turns um, with who gets to open the books for that day. So my kids love watching the stack of books get smaller and smaller as Christmas Day approaches. So this is a fun way to count down the days until Christmas. And it also ensures that we actually read each of the books throughout the month of December. And what I also usually do is I wrap up um, one stack of like my secular Christmas books about elves and reindeer and Santa and things like that. And then I have a I use a different wrapping paper to wrap the biblical Christian books about Jesus and his birth. Um, and so then I have them pick one from each day. So each day we have um, one one of each. Okay, so once you have the beginnings of your collection and you've gone through your bookshelves and picked out any books that could fit into any of those categories, then step three is to grow your collection of children's books. Once you have your collection started and your boxes labeled, don't feel like you have to go out and purchase a whole pile of books for each season right away. I usually add one or two books to my collection each season every year. And many years I don't add any at all, which is fine. So when you're ready to add a few new books to your collection, you can always shop at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. I have found that Ollie's Bargain Outlet is a great resource to find good deals on children's books as well. But some of my favorite places to get books are from used book vendors. Um, Yard sales are a great way to find children's seasonal books, often for only 25 or 50 cents. And another place I love to shop for books is on thriftbooks.com. You can also find great deals on eBay, 
Um, and if you're looking on eBay, I would recommend searching for a lot, L-O-T, like um, a lot of books for a specific season. So if you type in lot of winter books, not like many winter books, but like a group of winter books, a lot of times retired elementary school teachers will sell an entire collection of their classroom library for a very reasonable price. And I have gotten a lot of our books that way. It's a great way to grow your collection quickly and inexpensively. Okay, step four is unpack your box. At the beginning of each season, I bring the box of books for that season out of storage. I like to transfer the books into a basket that I keep on the bookshelf in our living room, but you are welcome to keep your books right in your labeled box if you choose to. I simply use a basket for decorative purposes. So, And then as you pack away the books from the previous season, take note of which ones you didn't like as much or which ones your children weren't really interested in, and you can always donate books that you don't want anymore to your local thrift store. And then step five, read with your kids. This by far is the most important step. And I honestly believe that reading to your children is one of the most valuable gifts that you can give them when they are little. By consistently reading together, you will create connections with your children and instill in them a love for reading that will last a lifetime. Reading aloud to your children, even after they can read on their own, develops much-needed literacy skills that will serve them for the rest of their lives. Books open up a world of adventure right in your own living room. Books help children learn about other cultures and places and people, and your kids will begin to develop empathy for children who are different than they are. Books build a bond of belonging in your family that will communicate to your children that they are highly valued and deeply loved. So I mentioned it before, but I have a special gift for you today. Printable box labels for your seasonal book collection. If you go to familybibleconnection.com and click on today's episode, or you can scroll down in your podcast app and click on the link in the show notes, you will be able to download your free copy of the printable box labels for your seasonal book collection. And there's five different labels, one for each of the seasons plus Christmas, and um, you can download them, print them out on your computer, cut them out, and then um, tape them to your boxes of seasonal children's books. I also have a list of some of my favorite books for each season that you can find in the show notes. If you scroll down into the show notes, um, there is a link to each of the four seasons plus Christmas, and I have a link to a list of some of my favorite children's books under each of those links. Thank you so much for joining me for episode eight of the Family Bible Connection with Laurie Christine where together as moms, we will cling tightly to Jesus as we create a Christ-centered culture in our home. If you found value in this episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show, leave a written review in iTunes, and then share this episode with a friend. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources to help you create a Christ-centered culture in your home, go to familybibleconnection.com.